Right, we're rolling. On this podcast, we'll be talking about different areas of business and all things marketing. My name is Dave Doyle. And I'm Dave Alton. This is Social Antics, another marketing podcast. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Social Antics, episode 29. Dave has the phone on. The phone's meant to be on silent, Dave. Wasn't my fault. I was checking the news because we've got <laughs> fuck all of it today. I tell you that much. Oh, same as last week. I know it's it, August is always terrible. It's August nothing. is the worst for news. I thought it was actually interesting. We start we start off with social media. I made a mistake. Well, I didn't make a mistake. I I last week when we done the the naming the episode, I put up hashtag only fans in all the posts when I put up oh for god's sake and our phones were hopping all week with bots we were getting offers left right and centre we, we could have been we could have been only fans dis- dis- d- discount codes <laughs> offers yeah. to be performers the whole the works yeah it was interesting to see uh, the amount of shite that comes in when oh, you put it's in ridic- oh it's crazy like yeah. um, bots 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 which again like that just showed we were always on about political ads and all that kind of stuff that was just us putting up only as a joke yeah. and that was what came in no, and if, no, on a know very, your very, audience lads know your audience yeah do you, really, do you really think we literally just slaughtered you on the podcast but yeah so yeah we have fun we have, fun, we have to find something to, to do this week with hashtag um, but you put up actually one thing I found interesting you put up a, a lovely tweet this week I was actually very surprised I think it was on Saturday and I got a few with a few notifications about likes on Twitter I was like I didn't put up Anne the <laughs> Dave actually do work Jesus he, Christ he tweeted I was very shocked but you put up um, an Irish collaboration between Rascals Brewing and um, uh, Club Orange Club Orange uh, what was it they done a pale ale rock shandy which I haven't tried it is unbelievable yeah. it was unbelievable it was so tasty could have been a tad bit more of a rock shandy taste off it but like on a summer's day like it was on Saturday gorgeous day um, few cans of that now in the back of the car wasn't driving um, <laughs> it was uh, no really really good because usually these collaborate John you have one a couple of years ago with, like was it fucking Tato and chocolate and all these things oh, that don't the, go together the all the these Tato, kind of things the chocolate bar yeah, which oh, was rotten it was rank absolutely rancid so there's been a few examples of that and it's just done for the PR the social media yeah. the novelty whatever the case and it's never actually meant to be a good product this was a really, really good product. And to be fair, the lads in Rascals, like I drink their stuff anyway. Um, and their stuff is really, really good. So I would have been surprised if they had launched something on the base, if it wasn't Not that good. It, but yeah. no, it was it was really, really good, I have well, to say. You put it up and um, I went onto the club page you know, and I was clicking through a couple of their stories and it was just purely all uh, user-generated content with, with the cans. I haven't seen it. I didn't hear of it. I saw it nowhere until you put it up that time like it was on joe.e all right but i didn't see it anywhere else um i saw it a bit now all right on twitter on the the saturday obviously people have been buying it for the weekend and stuff like that but they got everything actually spot on in that the rascals is very very clear the branding stands out like it still looks like a big but still looks like a club rock shandy which i oh it does yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. look at it like um oh no you double take all right but no the, the branding on it was spot on both brands really really stood out um 
look kind of funky anyway. Do you know what I mean? But it was, it was again, product-driven um, product driven uh, form of collaboration, which I was really, really impressed by. Available in all good bookstores, or where did you get it? My fucking, oh, I got it in Madison's Abandoned, which is one of the best off-licenses in Cork. Okay. And uh, it was obviously being an off-license then. Like, I was like, I presume it's in the alcohol sections in other shops then like you know you have to go in looking for it it's not it's not going to be in among the normal rock shandy no but i'd imagine because to be fair like rascals isn't like it's widely available but not that much either if that makes any sense so therefore you would have to go to a place with a decent enough craft beer or it's not even craft beer anymore but whatever funky can section um to get it but like i mean i was in there now and there was very little left now maybe they had more in the back but it was it people had been taking it for the novelty i'd say more so than anything else I was got it because I picked it up for the novelty because I assumed this is going to be horrible, and I wished I got more. Um, it was go- it was gorgeous. It was absolutely sensationally refreshing. Well, we put that up on stories. Uh, you done a half job. You done Twitter, and then I put it up on <laughs> Instagram, and we put up uh, looking for a couple of suggestions of other kind of brands, and we were even talking back and forth and. There hasn't been a massive amount of really, really standout. Like even we never, we never even discussed Tato. You just mentioned it there, but there hasn't been a massive standout of. Really I don't even know if the Tato one was actually a collaboration or was it just them going off on their own. Was it with Cadbury's or something, or was it just Tato? It it was just Tato. Yeah, no, it didn't stand out as you said. But like we got a couple of suggestions in, like um, not even just food. Like we got, we got a uh, client guilty black pudding teamed up with O'Donnell's there recently and done a basically black pudding crisps. I haven't tried it. Did you try it? No. No. Didn't even know about it. Yeah, that was a that was a recent enough one. Someone mentioned that. And the other one which I thought was actually quite interesting even to get as a suggestion and we've talked about it was Jim Plus Coffee and Nile Horn. You know, two and Irish two Irish brands teaming up like, you know, which which was an interesting one to get. But um And that's a that's a funny one as well because that's like technically he's an investor in them. So technically it's not a collaboration because he is Jim Plus Coffee, but he in and of himself is a brand so you can see how that collaboration yeah. works like I would say that I don't know now but I would imagine that he got more shares or he invested less for the same amount of shares than he otherwise would if he was a normal investor mm-hmm. because his reach across social platforms and what he can bring them in terms of like you can imagine the possibilities content if he's releasing music videos and he's wearing them you're going to concerts and they're selling the selling the merchandise I presume he's going to have a Niall Horan type range which is just I don't know his fucking face on it or something <laughs> um, and that's a global audience yeah. so therefore all of a sudden a brand which was selling into the US and Europe and so on and so forth is now a global brand cat, on foot cat, of him catapulted <laughs> cat, cat, cat. <laughs> into the stratosphere but what was even interesting there is when you're saying an investor and his style or image brand whatever you want to call it and the lads and the way they do things it doesn't come across as short tie investor no you know, it comes across as you said there like you know it comes across more of an ambassador yeah yeah 100%. a friend that's after joining the company absolutely you know, which is very very clever very very clever but there was like and, we were, and, and to be fair I don't like it comes like I don't know if Niall Horn wore Jim Plus Coffee beforehand but like I saw the because again, you, if you go through like Twitter, like I know, yeah. <laughs> but like, if you went through, it was like a couple of hundred likes, couple of hundred likes, couple of hundred likes, couple of hundred likes, fifty thousand. Yeah. Like it was just the, the impact was just something else. Like I'm surprised their website didn't crash. To be honest with you, maybe they were hoping for it. But it was we were trying to kind of toss up um, other Irish brand collaborations, and there wasn't a mass. You know, if there was any suggestions, send them into us. But like we couldn't think of a mass amount of Irish ones you know you you tossed in a couple of 
big old style you know ones that everyone would know Spotify kind of. Starbucks was an impressive one um, again American brand you've got your playlist playing and then they were advertising that playlist on Spotify as a differentiator because you'd often do Joe you like when you were working in um in O'Flynn's before people would come up to you and go oh that's a really good playlist you yeah. know it, it's a nice little kind of a, an icebreaker or a yeah. selling point for the brand as well if you've got good music and it's one of the main reasons that people go to certain coffee shops or it's bars it's, or whatever. It's, it's part of your brand, part of your style. Yeah, exactly. You know, really, like, really so that was, a re- that was really, really clever. Um, Actually, Spotify teamed up with um, Uber as well. That when you got an Uber oh, and yeah, got into the car, too, yeah. you could play the play your playlist or whatever you basically wasn't it built into uber where you actually went in and you can almost pick you could sync up your spotify almost with the uber driver yeah that was it you were playing it through their radio so literally you had your own party in the in the car when you were going with your music because i always found that was very very straight because i remember getting off the driver and you turned off the radio (laughs) but i remember that in um because obviously we don't have uber here it's it's uh, free now but i remember when i was over in um france it was the first time that I was you because the university that we were doing the we were at a conference, and the university was a good bit out. So if you were now there was a bus, but if you were a wee bit hungover, like I may have been on one or two occasions, and you, you were to get a taxi, you, you couldn't get the bus there. No, no, it was a party <laughs> bus, of course. Um, and you got, but the first thing they'd ask you is, like, what do you want on the radio or what you want? And I was kind of take, I was kind of. What? What no. sort of service is this? This is bizarre. Not Lyric but FM, no. No, no exactly. Yeah. In in Leon. <laughs> um but no the uh no that was an interesting and then you got other ones as well which are just entirely product or technologically focused. So when MasterCard partnered with Apple to create Apple Pay, like that was a that was a power play in terms of a new way of people to pay for things, ease of use, which goes into things like Apple app clips and stuff now which are going to be really really big i think over the next kind of year or so Um, working with a company with developing um a product to align themselves with that in the at the moment and again all about reducing friction within the overall customer journey so that particular brand startup that i'm working with called bamba um instead of you having to download an app which is a friction point you know if you're going to order something you want instant access instead you just have an nfc tag um, scan the NFC tag um, and you can just pay straight away over your phone that used to annoy me I used to go uh, obviously before Covid like you know I'd travel a good bit once or twice a year over to uh, Glasgow and you know they're so widely available over there you'd always end up somewhere in the Witherspoons uh, having grub and generally it was for us it was breakfast I used to drive the sweat out through me that I could not just go up and order or someone come down and order I had to sit there download the app log in yeah, give me yeah, details yeah. I'm starving. It, need, it, my it, food. Needs, to be, it needs to be flicked because, like, ultimately, with the, the thing with order and pay is that it saves a huge amount of time and reduces a huge amount of cost and speeds everything up once you get going in the ordering process. But when you go into a restaurant, the first thing that you do is someone sits you down, gives you a menu, and you order. Yeah. What drink would you like? I'll be back to you in a minute. I'll be back to you in a minute to get you started. So that bit was always slower for the customer with order and pay, whereas now with this, mm. it won't be. So, and then obviously every drink then is, is quicker on foot of, you're not waiting and flagging someone down or always, you're not you're waiting for someone to come over to tap or you're not splitting bills and all this kind of jazz. Remind me, I done one of the orders in Glasgow on the bar and, you know, everyone else is getting their food. You know, and you can only order, like, you know, if we sit down together, I'll order my food, you order your food, come to the same table. I'll never forget I ordered it and everyone else today was getting their food and I was like right obviously they're a bit slow today or whatever you know 10 minutes past still no sign of my burger coming out and I went up and I was like lads I'm sitting down waiting the lads are finished where's mine 
and they were like no orders that table and I'm like I have the order number here on my phone and I was showing it to him sure didn't I was up in Glasgow didn't I order a burger to some table down in the middle of England somewhere <laughs> <laughs> no refund no nothing now someone just, in Manchester just, going happy days Jesus Christ yeah, yeah I could see actually you know the same name on the pubs or something yeah. that's what I just I didn't know where I was like so um, anything else pop up exciting for you this week um, just let me check there now. Um, check your give, list of notes. Give me yeah. a minute. So, I suppose one that did come up all right, which I found, and you'll notice I'm talking a bit slower as I open up my phone. Yeah. Um, Apple's slow technology. This is yeah. But um, so um, obviously there's been a huge drive from Coca-Cola recently towards um, promoting Coke Zero. We've seen it in Ireland, the UK, because of sugar tax and stuff like that. They want to drive people towards consuming co- consuming Coke Zero. And we've seen what they've done with they've changed the can red. Very um, clever. Yeah, all very, very clever. It's transitioning people's minds. And to be honest, well, I probably only drink Coke Zero now, unless I'm in a bar. I'll get sugar, I'll get the full um, the full whack of sugar, shall we say, with me Jemison or something like that. But ultimately, with um, They've started this whole kind of shake-up now in the US as well, where they're driving towards um, the Coke uh, Zero Sugar drink. And what Pepsi have done is they're starting to kind of do a bit of a back-to-the-future thing, where they're equating it to when they moved people to new Coke, and it was a complete flop and a complete disaster. And as Coke have launched their new campaign, which is like the best cola you've ever tasted or something like that with Coke Zero... um, Pepsi have now basically come out and started a campaign called uh, My Coke Breakup, where they're getting people who consume Coke to take photographs of pep of them with a Pepsi or a Pepsi Zero and tag it with the My Coke breakup. Basically, why are you doing this? Now, I think it's a bit stupid because you can still buy normal Coke. Yeah. <laughs> um, so like, it's not like they've changed the flavour or anything. So it's a bit of a strange one. But again, you can see how trying to use something or nostalgia or something that happened in the past to try and generate some sort of engagement. Now, it was an interesting tactic. I don't think it works. I think it's a bit stupid. But... I think... I, I love when brands have a pop off each other um, you can do it more in the US you can't do it here because laws yeah, you, actually get, you probably know the person Defama- de- defamation of character <laughs> you said my brand was shit but I think I think it's interesting when they take a pop off each other but in a way it can be took like they're blatantly having you go at coke they're using coke oh, yeah. in the title in the campaign and stuff but when brands have a kind of a pop off each other and just use a word that everyone everyone knows they're having a pop off that company or whatever like you know I find that a bit more fun a bit more interesting like I love following Little and Aldi on on um, Twitter like they're always having a pop off each other like you know oh no yeah and it's intended that way yeah. like I, I, I reckon they have a WhatsApp together and they're going <laughs> what you, you take a pop off me now and I'll take a pop of you and we'll both win like, I'm, you know? bo- I'm bored <laughs> we'll both get pay increases yeah absolutely 100% um Talking about uh, PR and companies having fun and all that kind of stuff. Oh, it's not really that exciting. I don't know why I said it like that. But uh, <laughs> Enda Kenny has a new PR move. Oh, God. Yeah, I didn't realise. Enda Kenny, just... for our Venezuelan listeners, is the former Taoiseach of Ireland, who otherwise would be known as the Prime Minister, otherwise leader of the PAC, um, Chancellor. What other word? I thought you to say Chancellor. King. No, oh, Chancellor. <laughs> Chancellor. <laughs> but he has decided to... Um, uh, join up uh, onto the board with a PR company basically um, on the board of the PR company yeah. even though the bloke couldn't do interviews himself that's what I was going to say so basically I was reading the article there and it was like despite communications being his Achilles heel he has agreed to join the board of lobbying and public relations firm Hennehan Strategic Communications and he takes up the role next month and they said that he is going to give the firm guidance on its future strategic direction 
Um, and basically that's why they say, you know, that basically Leo Ragnar was, he wasn't that great at PR and communication, you know. Uh, I suppose it depends on what side you're on, really, like, you know, whether he was or wasn't. Um, but, yeah, so basically they have close links to the world of politics. Um, of course. They are particularly known for working traditionally with uh, people actually associated with Fianna Gael. And one of their clients at the moment is actually National Broadband, which is rolling out the high-speed rural fibre network. So that's one of they their clients. <laughs> this is not looking good. Like, Ender yeah. was part of the, what was it, keep the recovery going when everyone was fucking furious. Like, you know, yeah. it does. It's a slow news week. Fine Gael, who, um, for our uh, Mexican listeners, um, are a political party in Ireland, um, who would be kind of, what would you call them, centre-right, far, not far-right, but like, right of center um um but like i don't i don't get his reputation in this industry this doesn't make much sense to me like why him he doesn't have any Mm. he doesn't have a huge amount of credibility in terms of communications campaigns that he's run like finnegale for years were known as the party who would snatch defeat from the jaws of victory when it came to elections like you know what i mean so him doing this seems odd to me. Is he buddies with someone who owns it? Possibly, chance? possibly. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll keep an eye on that one and see what they do. But Mark, another one I was reading, following up on your insightful, um, what was it, Airbnb, your insightful research um, oh, that last week. Yeah. But here's another one. Marketers see reasons to be cheerful as consumer confidence holds up. Consumer confidence remains stable and significantly healthier than this time last year uh, shoppers what? wrap up plans to save with a view to the future I knew you'd like this one I don't even have to I didn't even bother reading the rest of the article it was just the headline that caught me so can you say it again so consumer confidence is up so compared to this conf- time last year <laughs> consumer confidence remains stable of course stable. it's fucking you don't need a study to say that we're coming out of a pandemic as opposed to being head first in the middle of one like yeah. So consumers are week. a bit happy. <laughs> oh, gee, the, the researchers, they had to get the, the crack team out for that, I'd say. No shit, Sherlock. Um, so I didn't bother reading the rest of it. I just said I'd say that because I knew it would catch that's it. So that's the, kind of, that's the kind of stats and research like, that's coming course, out at the moment. Of course, it's a slow new... It's slow, like... Um, no, like, of course, consumer confidence is up. We're coming out of a pandemic. People are vaxxed, have loads of money to spend, or a lot of people have a lot of money to spend. If you were on the pup, some... Uh, younger consumers would have more money than they've ever had before um, there's um, people who would have been uh, earning good money and they wouldn't have the spent holidays, money you haven't changed the car you haven't exactly. done it, you know so there is people looking out there now to start spending again we've gone through it like you know coming out with stupid facts that oh airline uh, flights are on the rise and hotel bookings are up of course they are lads because that intended airline flights are on the rise oh yeah I like that yeah I like that Jesus Christ what else is on the rise is have you heard of <laughs> <laughs> oh we're getting good at this aren't we uh, it was a, se- a seamless transition rise of finfluencers did you hear of finfluencers fin is yeah. it financial influencers exactly I've come across a few of them on tiktok actually. that's exactly obviously what I'm, I'm, I'm they're telling me how I can get a mortgage and all that kind of crap so depending where you look on social media making money has become more straightforward apparently according to all these finfluencers that Bullshit. they're basically putting out content that's going to make you rich quick I'm sick of it it's never, I'm been, never been harder to become a millionaire yeah well I'm getting targeted on YouTube at the moment it's like you know you're just like me and you have $20 let's turn that into 20 million you know all this kind of crap so basically Put videos red yeah a thousand times in a row and hope it works out like a couple of the lessons on YouTube here uh, learning how to buy a property in the UK with no money 
getting the basics. No money. Yeah, that's one of the Impressive. videos. Uh, getting the basics of Only being fans, a day maybe. trader, a day trader in thirty minutes. But and countless videos on the whole area of cryptocurrency, which I still have no interest in, uh, or even trying to understand. But basically, TikTok has been kind of a cesspool for all this, um, and there's starting to be a bit of a crackdown on it at the moment. So like even back in back in April, um. The Financial Conduct Authority warned social media sites that it may take action if they continue to promote risky and sometimes fraudulent investments to often inexperienced consumers. Like the amount of people that are just latching onto these videos, you know, and we would have even seen it of people in terms of marketing latching onto some of the top boys in marketing, you know, and everything they say. And these are latching onto people with no experience of financial. As you said, they may as well be throwing it all on red. And but there's, one, the there's one guy there now, and he's he's a child. Like I don't know what age he is. But he gives, he's one of the highest um, followings on TikTok for cryptocurrency and stuff like that. Mm. And it's just kind of like, your man's a child. You're listening to a child for financial advice. And he gets hundreds of thousands of views on all of his videos. And like you saw it in particular during the, um, the Wall Street Bet stuff last year where everyone was just going, bet, 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 bet. And what, it, what ends up happening is that you've got a load of people who are saying the same thing and you've got a swarm of people saying, well, if all of these people are doing it, I must do it as well. And there's this kind of fear of missing out in that I will happily lose a hundred quid rather than me not gain a grand if this is the one that actually takes off kind of a thing. Do you know what I mean? So it's like incredibly dangerous in terms of, but this is, this has been going, it's the same thing with fashion influencers of any type of job. People jump on trends and is there any difference between you going out and spending money on a material object because this influencer has told you to rather than you putting a hundred quid on black? Probably not, realistically. Do you know what I mean? Like, but again, it's the believability stuff. Like, I mean, someone said it there the last day, if you, which I thought was quite, it was, it was pretty, it was pretty shocking. They said, if you, if, if, if you read the news, you're uninformed, or if you read the news, you're misinformed. If you get your news from social media, you're misinformed or something like that. Basically, there's no winning. Uh, the, well, the whole area on TikTok now is even getting a name for itself. It's becoming FinTok. And FinTok? FinTok. Sounds and like, a, sounds like a, a villain from James Bond, <laughs> Dr. FinTok. And, and, and TikTok uh, are starting to crack down on it. So basically last month they banned the promotion of financial services and products such as foreign exchange, cryptocurrencies and investment services on the app. So like, as we said, like, you know, there, there's, there's people, I, th- I just think there's, the culture of people using social media now is just become so they're, they're so gullible like like you think about it, like someone go on, sees go to listeners go on call them something else gullible gullible, gullible. I never said the listeners the people that don't listen to us that's the problem <laughs> right so popularity basically like like one of the things they're talking about is popularity like if someone sees a TikTok video that has 100, 200, 300 thousand views they think that's credible oh yeah they think that's it's not an algorithm this is gospel like this whatever yeah, yeah, this person absolutely. says you know but even stuff like you know uh, it's, uh, there was a, a, a bit of advice in, in the, the article I was reading it was saying you know make sure you have the full picture that if someone tells you they made 50% on a Bitcoin investment in the last month that would be true but it's also the case that the price of the cryptocurrency has dropped by almost a third in the last four months you yeah. know so they're, 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 it's like everything on social media you're seeing the good side of, of everything course, like, you know, absolutely. And I'm just really worried you know that, that y- but you can't give solid financial advice in 60 seconds I would argue how dare I <laughs> 60 seconds like yeah, Jesus yeah. Christ yeah Mm. No, it's a strange. Like it's 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 a strange one. The problem is as well as that it's never been easier to invest, um, in terms of the the actual process of doing it. But then people need to understand where a lot of these companies are making their money from. So if you look at, um, 
if you look at some of the big brokers out there they will send you massive questionnaires beforehand saying how much you're going to invest do you know about mm. this do you know about this do you know about this do you know about this and if you are not or you do not prove that you are an informed investor they are going to they're not going to allow you trade on their platform or even beyond that when you're about to invest they say do you know do you want to do this big warning signs going if you do this the investment can go up as well as down blah 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 and then you've got the guys in who don't make their money on the actual investments they make their money on what you refer to as order flow which is when you sell the data back on who and how people are investing back to data brokers and they're ultimately the guys who are mm. going to be manipulating them or manipulating is the wrong word but those are the guys who will be influencing where people are um, where people are trading and so on and so forth so if you have a company whose predominant business model is based on the volume of transactions rather than the quality of transactions, then the information and the marketing material that they are sending out to convince people to engage with those platforms is obviously going to be based on luxury, quick wins, all this kind of stuff that doesn't really exist in financial... And again, there are always well-publicized stories of people who invested in Bitcoin, they invest in it, and they are very, very successful because of it, and best to look to those people. But in terms of the mass market typically speaking the majority of people are going to lose that's how the market works everyone can't win so it's it's kind of frightening in a way um, i mean it is the new gambling really like you know and it's something that was quite serious investments like you know like before someone said it to me during the week millennials and gen z in particular a lot of people don't or they can't and get uh, mortgages and stuff like that so therefore they need a quick win to get that money so they have maybe 10 grand 20 grand whatever it is in a bank account but they still can't get a mortgage so therefore to get them to a level where they can they're betting that money essentially in things like crypto because they need it and they have the money there because it's sitting there because they can't spend it on anything else so it's um it's an interesting dynamic i suppose in terms of where people are going to lose out on a lot of money and again the, the cryptocurrency drops like i've got money in stock shares crypto kind of splashed around the place it's great the public sector i know it's brilliant um <laughs> but the um but ultimately, like, I've seen it. And, like, you could be up. Like, it can drop by 30% in minutes. Do you know what I mean? It's not a slow crawl. Like, it's every minutes. And then it can go up again, down again. Incredibly volatile. And, again, there are some well-publicized stories. A lot of my mates have done very, very well out of it. A lot of my mates have lost their arse on it. It just depends on um, a lot of its look, do you know? Yeah, I, I just... I, I'm baffled by the whole thing to be honest you don't like it do you no you don't I like really, it. really don't but uh, I did say that about TikTok a few months back and you like that now I do, I'm going to come at you now and go <laughs> invest in this cryptocurrency yeah. thing yeah yeah absolutely yeah um, another interesting I saw this week we've talked about it before in terms of influencers and um, actually talking about influencers little this week just in case you need to pick up one they're doing an influencer kit alright what? Uh, yeah, hashtag ad. It ties on to the next one. Are you fucking serious? Yeah, influencer kit. I think you can buy a little. Uh, what do you get for your picture? Influencer like kit. Do you get a personality to go with that? <laughs> Could be sold, no, sold separately. Sold. <laughs> um, Are you serious? Yeah, I think so. We'll, we'll try and find one. We'll wait for next week. So, what do you get in the. I think you get like a ring light and a tripod, and it's basically setting you up as like a. A, a ring light a, and a, I would tripod. Say a podcaster, but. <laughs> That's all it takes to be an influencer these days. I've got a ring light and a tripod. I'll find out what it is. Which one pick up on? Someone, they should be disciplined. They should be fined. The government should fine them for that. Yeah. That is appalling. It's called, it's literally called on the box. That is shocking in so many dimensions. Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, you've made me mad now. 
It's serious, like we'll, we'll find it for next week. But speaking about influencers and getting into hot water, uh, former Miss Ireland Aoife Walsh got reprimanded actually during the weekend. Not so much about her story, more so, but I just want to kind of talk about. I suppose the it is creeping in a little bit more in terms of the watchdog watching these in, these accounts and these influencers. But she put up a, con- a piece of content about Tipperary Water, obviously an ad. Did she shoot it with her ring light in her tripod? <laughs> she must have. <laughs> But she put up a, an ad and basically ad wasn't clear in the post. Hashtag ad or hashtag sponsor post or anything like this. Oh, yeah. And she they, they got reprimanded by it. Um, and they cracked down and they got you know told to take the content down. What so do you mean it wasn't clear? Uh, I think I think she put white text on a white background. <laughs> the so old SEO. The old, the old, that was back in the day. That was a black hat mm. SEO trick where you'd have all the keywords at the end of your website and just cut it in the same um colours the background of it <laughs> or you get away with it for a school or a college assignment you throw it all down at the end to get up the word count <laughs> I got all mine to submit as PDF you can't get away with that <laughs> but um, I thought it was just interesting that it's the first kind of one I've heard in a while now where there was a big crackdown on, on influencers so they and are actually did, watching and what's, what's her punishment death penalty yeah I'd say so yeah she, <laughs> she, she, she got the ring light took off her. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking hate marketing so much <laughs> This is what we're resorted to. Yeah. Finfluencers and ring lights and um, whatever she does. Another type of influencers then. Uh, <sighs> there was actually, remember we talked last week there about, um, if you remember back that far, we were talking about OnlyFans and that basically they're starting to crack down on the nudie videos. Crack down the, and the pictures. And the pictures. Um, but since, since we, it must be algorithm, since we talked about it last week, I'm getting nothing but OnlyFans articles on Corkbio and Irish Mirror and Irish Times and all these. Yeah. Sure, you were getting them before, I'm sure. (laughs) But basically, like, there was one there uh, that an OnlyFans star uh, says that this content ban is going to push them into unsafe uh, sex work. There was another one there that says that some of the earnings, uh, that they they earn a year's salary in two weeks is going to be gone. You know, the usual person's year's salary that some of them are earning in two weeks. Yeah. So, um, God bless all them. (laughs) Like, I. Like the sex, I don't know enough about it. Therefore, I'm not going to comment. I, I just don't know enough about. We'll do some research. Illicit, for that next week. Like, I mean, it's. I mean, the problem is, is that it's such an overinflated industry, right? So you've got a, a cohort. Like, I don't know how many Irish, um, what you call them, influencers, only fan influencers, models, models, whatever. We'll stick with that. <laughs> yeah, um, are are on the platform. What's the average pay? Like, I mean, to be fair, I can. I can understand certain scenarios whereby someone who doesn't have whatever whatever reason um they're in debt or whatever the story is they need to pay for possibly college or whatever because there's always been stories of that where people doing things they don't necessarily want to do um and there was the, what was the thing a couple of years ago there was a big piece done by, by Virgin Media on kind of the the explosion of kind of sugar daddies in Ireland mm. and all this type of thing like you know so I can there is probably a point there whereby if the market provides someone with a solution. And then the market takes that solution away. People ultimately then turn towards illicit activities um, to make up for that gap in the market. That 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 happens. Um, that happens constantly, no matter what industry it is. So there is probably a validity of the point there in relation to the sex work and stuff like that. Again, I don't know enough about it, um, or I wouldn't be educated but enough like, in terms of the behavior that goes into that thought process. Um, there, but the one. comment about, oh no, I might lose all of my millions because they won't let... I there's mean, that's a bit here, fucking right? Matt, Matty Gilbert, apparently he was a TikTok star and he 
he set up an OnlyFans account and he spoke with Claire Byrne. This was uh, from a, an article in the Irish Examiner. But he left his job to build up the OnlyFans account as his main source of income. And he now makes around 49,500 per month euros. Fucking hell, I fucking ditched the public sector. <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> like, that's incredible. What does he do? Probably gets his bits out. Oh, like, right. Oh, you know? <laughs> one of those. Oh, he's not, he's not one of the ones who does cooking or something like that. I don't <laughs> think so. Well, well, otherwise, I've seriously insulted yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Either way, fair. he gets 50 grand for whatever kind of cooking he does. 50, <laughs> 50 grand. Like, I don't know if I... If you can I, understand why they're a bit peed off if they're getting rid of... I mean, I don't know where... It's like the influencer thing. I don't know whether I have absolute admiration for these people that they're conning people because that's kind of what marketing is. But at the same time, it's kind of like, Jesus Christ, like, that's insane. There's another one here. The, the 23-year-old from Drogheda has over 200,000 followers on TikTok, 28,000 followers on Instagram. She recently shared a video on TikTok showing her monthly earnings from OnlyFans. And her total gross earnings were amounted to 405,000. Jesus Christ. And earned 87,000. This is dollars. I know it's on dollars. But 87,000 dollars in August 2020 alone. Serious bucks to be made there. There is. I wonder what the, the thought process is. That you, like genuinely, what the top Like, because I presume everyone at the starting point goes, oh no, I would never do that. But there's obviously a tipping point where you go, I'll give it a go and then <laughs> there's a point where it's like oh there's money to be made here yeah. and then there's lots of money and it almost it's like it becomes a career for want of a better word then after that imagine rocking into the accountants and telling them what you do I want to I make sure it's I can, ima- I can imagine my account you know I can imagine they're, they're, what, you, do, you do what? show us yeah. <laughs> so um, so yeah so uh, there's going to be a lot of unhappy people as you can imagine oh, that, that's, that's just two people now someone else I saw someone else during the week saying that it's all a PR stunt by OnlyFans now I haven't seen much possibly after it so that's another that's another possibility but yeah no it's uh, see it's an it's like all of these things right like the, the user generated content psychology behind it is still a very very new phenomenon and there's different motivations behind people do, but that's on the extreme side, obviously, because what you are doing, you are essentially selling your body, for want of a better word. Um, and again, a lot of people think say it's very, very empowering when they do it. Um, they get positive. Or they have, uh, they have it's very a, empowering when they see their bank account. It's, it's, it is, yeah. I fucking, yeah. Jesus Christ, I've never, I've never felt so empowered in my job with that kind of money. Where's my ring light? That's the kind of thing that I'd say. That was brilliant. Fair, fair play to you. That was good. That was good in fairness. But uh, no, look, fair, fair play to them. But like, I mean, yeah, it's an again, it's something that I'll actually, I'll, I'll do some research on it before next week. We could have a proper intelligent conversation. I'm just taking three, the piss three now. Three weeks in a row, we're going to talk about. One I know, defense. I know. Right. Just don't hashtag it this week. It'd be fucking no, be trending. No, we won't. We we'll stay away. We we'll stay. We we'll go away. Um, hashtag influencers yeah, no, this week. But ultimately, what's going to happen here, right? Is that OnlyFans going to go and something's going to take its place? Ultimately, that's what. Again, if there's a gap in a market, ah, yeah, of course. either it goes to illicit activity or it goes to, to something else fills that void. That's yeah, what's going to happen. Um. Yeah. Exactly. Anything else exciting news there from you? Oh no, I've nothing. Is that it? I I'm, I've, I I looked at the news and there was nothing <laughs> that was exciting whatsoever. Like I'd nothing. Yeah. Fair play to you for pulling only fans out of the bag because we were stuck otherwise. It's been a short episode. <laughs> We've been a short episode. I think that was it. Yeah, no, so good episode this week. It's a short episode, thank short God. Episode. We'll get we'll get back to we'll get back to normal. Once we hit September, everyone's on holidays. All the CMOs are on holidays. There's nothing. There's nothing really going on. Mm. Like, do you know? Um, so so. 
homework the next people week. are distracted as well that's the other thing actually to be fair marketing at the moment is very very tough because people are out socialising for the first time so like people are like greyhounds out of a trap so therefore it's actually mm. harder to, to generate their attention shall I, or to catch their attention I should say um, so it is a difficult one for people at the moment but e- as you said everyone is on it now like you know even like the pubs are coming back in abundance now this week obviously and last week well I meant the marketing not the actual doors opening but yes true that as well um, they're all starting to, to crack down and now the next kind of wave I suppose we're going to start seeing is even I only heard a home there the other day like you know starting to see the gigs are starting to come back yeah I was the, in a pub the other day and like, there was a bloke with a guitar I've never been so, it's never been so cathartic in my life I was like a guitar doesn't matter doesn't matter didn't matter but you're going to start seeing like every band every comedian they're all going to be racing to get back out onto the road now Good. Again. so there's going to be there is going to be a great uh, a buzz and, and choice to and be fair if there's anyone if there's anyone that deserves anything at the moment it's the art the artists the creatives those because they have been hammered yeah. like I don't know like even even simple things like getting the pup right we all know that artists a lot of them have to survive by you know, cash in hand because they don't earn that much money and look it's Friday a legitimate it's a legitimate part of that industry rightly or wrongly um, and again that made getting pup quite difficult for a lot of them um, some of them and again for a lot of them it was it's a vocation as well right so to have nothing at all I know some people did like gigs on Facebook live and stuff like that but it's not the same thing as having an audience in front of you so no fair play to the get back and get supporting musicians artists so on and so forth definitely definitely right we'll wrap it up there thanks very much for listening uh, follow us again on social media if you want actually your homework this week is to get uh, and check out OnlyFans <laughs> you can do that if you want well, no I'm doing the research on the actual I was going to say you had to pick up the O'Donnell's Chris no, the you do that. I haven't seen them anywhere I'll find you that and you get me a can of uh, the club orange you're getting the better deal That's there funny. I get a bag of crisps and you get beer thanks very much for listening everyone take we care we can have the beer with the crisps mm. take care during the next episode